I want you to picture yourself. Put that mental camera above your head and feel the wind as it blows through your hair. The air is crisp and dry. There's a bite to it. There's just the slightest hint of frost that will reappear in the night. There are dappled shadows on the ground and the sun is peeking through the cirrus clouds that are being whipped around high in the atmosphere. Now, we're rising. You can see yourself still on the ground as we go up and up and up. We flow past those clouds. We can feel the vibration from the spinning turbines and the murmur of its engines. As things begin to get darker, we see the corona of the atmosphere. We see the Earth. We're moving faster as we whip past the moon. All of the planets begin to zoom past at a quicker rate as we continue to accelerate. The radio signals around you act like a time machine. As you get further and further, the signals go further and further back. Soon, there's nothing but static and we're looking at the galaxy, and then the cluster of galaxies, and then... Nothing. 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 Bring the image of yourself back into your head. Feel the distance between your mind and your body. Think about the scale of the universe. Think about the planets circling suns that are spinning around their own galactic cores. Think about how those galaxies are part of their own constellations. Think about the patterns and the systems that you see repeating over and over again in greater and greater scales. Think about how instead of rising, we could sink into our bodies. As we shrink more and more and more, we dive down past the cellular level, we move past the molecules, and then suddenly we find the subatomic structures. Then, nothing. Just a lot of space wherever you go. Now, think about Twitter. Think about the 8,345th war that you've been involved in this year. Who even knows why this most recent gaffe someone has made triggered another Pavlovian immunologic response? Think about the emotion and the chemical reaction that was triggered in your lizard brain when you were offended. Now, as if there's a split screen opening up in front of you, picture the empty space on either side of the scale. You may think the space on either side would lead you to wonder why anything matters at all. As reasonable an assumption as that could be, let's talk about improbability instead. Have you ever heard someone tell you how lucky you are that you exist? That you've won by existing at all? That there are so many sperm chasing after an egg means that you've already won just by the fact that your genetic sequence is the one that came into existence? If any combination changes, you don't exist. There's a great scene in a Richard Curtis movie called About Time. It's probably my favorite of the Richard Curtis dramedies. This is going to sound strange. Be prepared for strangeness. Get ready for spooky time. Uh, but there's this family secret. And the secret is that the men in the family can 
travel in time? Well, more accurately, travel back in time. We can't travel into the future. This is such a weird joke. It's seriously not a joke. I know there are people who will defend Love Actually to the end of the earth. And I'm not denying that it's inspired more GIFs than any other film that he'll ever make. Have you gone completely insane? But wouldn't it be great if number one this Christmas wasn't some smug teenager, but an old ex-heroin addict searching for a comeback at any price? But in my mind, the film that was most important and probably most personal to Curtis is about time. Domhnall Gleeson. Can we all agree that he was the best part of the recent Star Wars movies? Plays a son who discovers the men in his family can go back and relive days. At first, he relishes this power. It's kind of cool. But one day, well into being a parent, he comes back and he discovers that he's erased his kids. Though Nye plays the patriarch of the family, and he lets our hero know that at some point, when you need to freeze that event, you can't go back. You're okay till it comes out, but the exact sperm at the exact moment got you this particular baby. So if you do anything the tiniest bit different, you'll, you'll have a different child. So every day up till yesterday is as it will always be, lost. Just like for everyone else. Okay. Interesting. Tough. I spent an unhealthy amount of time mourning the idea of children who don't exist. I'm not sure if you've done the same, but any time a dream changes, that vision of what I was a part of has its own death. Just like the children that I didn't have at various points in time can be mourned on some level because they didn't exist. We're here by luck, and not just your luck, the luckier parents, and their parents, and their parents, and all of the parents going further and further and further back, who all survived at least long enough to be able to put that next person in the world. And all of those people, all of those people were struggling to continue to exist in the space between the subatomic absence of everything and the outer universe's absence of anything. Now, try and picture what's outside of it. Can you picture the universe of universes? What created that? If we live in a world of creation, growth, and decay, and things come into existence, live, and stop existing, how do we picture a universe that exists at all? What created all manner in the universe? And what created what created? And you wonder why someone would make the assertion that we live in a simulation. I'm not trying to break your brain. Well, maybe I'm trying to break it a little bit. But the next time you feel the urge to engage the newest person shouting, cringe, or even, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, I agree. I want you to think about the improbability of everything. I want you to think about how lucky that person is to exist. Maybe it will help you to pause. Maybe it will help you think how priceless you both are because of the sheer improbability that you're here to have this interaction. There is no system and we are not greater or less than. Chaos seemingly brought order into existence, however improbable that is. I'm not gonna try and convince you of what that catalyst was. Somehow, existence exists. Descartes dug into this with his assertion that I think, therefore I am. People complained that his statement failed because it presumed that there even was an I. 
You know, philosophers can be real wankers. Sometimes the more you dive into philosophy, the more you'll feel the knots that tie you together start to fray. If you can push past that, you'll start to rebuild. But it can be a rough path. Who are you going to be? And who have you been? And how are you going to start the journey of discovering those answers? There is no system. Follow us on all the various social media platforms at Gnosis Knows. There is no system that's produced and written by Brian.